This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. to the paddle and fin podcast as always i'm your host brian alongside me is scott and tonight we got an epic episode for you guys this is the listener roundtable that we've been uh talking about here you guys heard it on the last pod uh we got a great group of guys to sit down and chat with us tonight uh we got two guys that are return guests and uh, we got two new guys to the podcast. We're missing one, but, uh, you know, I know he had some uh, uh, personal business to deal with. So with that said, we got uh, we got four guests on the line, along with myself and Scott. And, uh, you know, thanks, guys, for coming on and taking the time. Uh, this should be a good one. So uh, what we'll do is we'll go around, just kind of introduce everybody and uh that w- and uh kind of go over the boats they're fishing out of and then we'll get into n- tonight's topic first off we got uh mr jacob ruff out of waukesha wisconsin jacob welcome to the show thanks for having me absolutely uh like you said uh from waukesha wisconsin um previous years fishing out of uh pelican 100x angler upgraded this year to a native watercraft titan 12 
the Titan Man. Love That's it. Awesome. Love it. Next up, we got uh, our man Eric Richards. Uh, you heard him previously on the Hammered Lures podcast. So, Eric, welcome back. Absolutely, man. Uh, I'm from Mechanicsburg, PA, Pennsylvania, and uh, just started my venture into the Old Town Topwater TVO. Love it. Love it, love it, love it. Next up, we got Justin. Justin, this is our first time chatting, so welcome to the show. Uh, thanks for jumping on here with us. And you're out of Ohio, I believe, correct? Correct, yeah. I'm sitting here in uh, Dayton, Ohio, uh, and I'm fishing out of a 2016 Jackson Coos HD. Oh, uh, you I just, think I, I think Jay just kind yeah. of like, his jaw dropped. Yeah, like, <laughs> you just rubbed his ego a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> and last but not least, we got the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Jackson himself, Mr. Jay Randall. Welcome back, sir. How are you today? Uh, what's going on, Brian? What's going on, guys? Um, yeah, I'm uh, right outside the Chicago suburbs. Uh, I'm in a lovely town called Bolingbrook. And last year I was fishing out of uh, my Kusa FD, as well as my Kusa HD, as well as my Liska, <laughs> as well as my Kilroy. Jeez. <laughs> That's for you, Brian. <laughs> Life's rough. Life's rough when you're on the Jackson kayak team, it sounds like. What's That's new? Awesome. What's the new boat for 2019? What are you fishing out of? Um, I think it'll be a, a shared. Um, uh, well, I'll have my river boat and my uh, my lake boat, so it'll be the 2019 uh, big rig FD, and then I'll still be using my Liska and Kilroy uh, in tandem, depending on what I'm doing. Sure, very cool. Can I say I have kayak envy? I know Jay's address. We could put it on here if anybody needs a new kayak. <laughs> the garage code? The garage code? I don't yeah. know that yet, but, you know, where there's a will, there's a way. Let's leave it at that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's you awesome. You the attack cat. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's funny. So... Let's get into it, guys. Tonight we wanted to talk about uh, fishing goals, uh, not only for this previous season, but looking forward ahead into 2019. Um, I know I've talked with a few of you guys. Me and Scott have talked about fishing goals for this upcoming season and whatnot. Uh, so we want to just go around, and uh, I think a lot of what we have in mind is going to be similar to each other. Um, but it could be different, and that's the unique thing about this because we're in all different regions of the country, so to speak. Um, you know, so, some goals may be different than others. I know some of us are getting into tournaments. Some of us are just fun fishing. Some of us are making hammered lures. So, you know, um, it, it's going to be different, I'm sure. So, Jacob, why don't we start out with you? Uh, what were your goals for 2018? What may you, what, what did you kind of achieve with those? And then, uh, did you learn anything out of that, that you're going to move forward into 2019? Okay. Uh, 2018 goals. And I, I write, you know, I'm big, uh, document guy of 
talk to you and Scott a little bit, you know, like I got, uh, I got Excel files with lakes on them and I got, you know, I, I try to keep track of all my data and stuff from when I go out. So, you know, I, I, I write these down. I got notes on my phone or whatever, but I, you know, had, uh, three goals from 2018. I wanted to get out and fish 25 times. I just wanted to set a goal there that was realistic. I felt like I kind of went through and charted the season I felt like and the realistic time frame that I had to fish and trying to think that there was probably weeks that I wasn't going to get out very much and weeks I could get out a little bit more. So sure. just kind of set a number, threw it out there because I never really tracked how many times I'd been out prior to that. Okay. Um, and I've talked to you guys before that I've, you know, I have – over 50 fishable lakes within like 25 minutes of my house. You got a spare so bedroom? I'm always trying to. You got a spare bedroom? Yeah, I actually do. Oh, Where do you think I'm talking to you guys yeah. from right now? <laughs> oh, that's cool. So you, you... Uh, so I part, part of my goal is that I'm trying to get out on new bodies of water all the time just so if somebody wants to go out, you know, I have a somewhere that I can start from or pick up from breaking it down. Sure, sure. I, I got to say too, Jacob, when we were talking about uh, just like the even that first goal, just getting out twenty five times, I can't tell you how many times the summer flies by and you just without setting a goal like that and actively trying to pursue it, you, you don't wind up getting out as much as you you would have liked to. So I, I think that's a really good one. Seems simple, but I I think it, it's really applicable. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, you know, I guess I'm probably the spoiled one where I'm three minutes from the lake, so getting out out for me is easy and I think sometimes I take that for granted for sure and in you know I don't mm -hmm. think in other people's terms but you know obviously Wisconsin that's loaded with lakes and uh that's super cool that you got so many different bodies of water and you're not just focusing on one you know and I think that that yeah. was one of my issues is for many years I just focused on my home lake and you know uh, for me, I know 2018, I wanted to start venturing out more fishing new bodies of water. So I think that's great because I think you learn new things on different bodies, right? Because they're all different. So I think that's a that's a yep. key goal for sure. So one of my other goals for 2018 was I wanted to get out and fish eight different bodies of water. Um, I only made it out to six. Uh, but still I was, you know, that was kind of a focus on, it would have been easy for me to go to some of my mainstays, but uh, I was trying to get out and branch out a little bit. And now I have some spots where I'm like, wow, I, after trying this, I really like it. I want to go back there more. Maybe that's one of my mainstays now. So sure. Very cool. You know. Very cool. What about uh new technique or anything that uh, you're planning on pushing forward in uh, 2019? Yeah, and in 2018, one of my one of my goals, and I think it's probably one of my goals every year for the foreseeable future, is just master one new technique, something to put in the tool. Um, in 2018, I spent a little bit more time on my jig game, and uh, some, uh, you know, I went with a guy and he taught me uh, a little bit about using like a twitch worm type rig. Sure. Um, and that was something that towards the, end, towards the end of the year I used a lot, and I really liked it. And now that's kind of something that I consider kind of a mainstay and a technique that I use. So Very cool. 
Very cool. So, Jacob, when you say jigging, um, specifically, what are you referring to? You know, swim jigs? Are you referring to football jigging? What are you doing? Um, I call it a I call it a jig worm, like a a longer ribbed worm. You know, with a doesn't matter whether it's a mushroom head or a round head. Um, but I suppose it's sort of a swim jig style. You know, it's a it's an out and uh, pendulum style type retrieve where you're kind of just slowly. It's more of a finesse style. You're slowly bringing it back, raising it up, and then letting it take the top of the weeds and fall back down again. And, you know, you probably get three or four pulls before you got to reset because your action is kind of lacking after that at that point. Sure, sure. Well, speaking of long ribbed worms, that leads us to uh, our man Eric from Hammered Lures. So, Eric... What were the goals for 2018? I know you had some big ones and uh, what you may have achieved and what you're going to push forward into 2019, my man. Uh, 2018, the beginning of 2018, we started out like any fishing year. I didn't have any goals. Uh, I just went out and fished when I had available time. which makes for 50 fishing when you have one to two hours at your closest body of water. So uh, by the end of the year, it was more focused on lure making and starting that business, uh, which succeeded better than I thought it would. Sure. And uh, uh, the next year, this year, 2019, uh, just set up, trying to schedule more time, more or less, to uh, get out and fish rather than trying to find the windows that are open. Just using vacation days if I have to pull myself away from work and go on fishing more. And uh, getting my family out. I have three daughters, trying to get all of them out in some some boat of some form or out in the, the creek. Get yeah. them fishing. That's awesome, now, man. No, no, Eric, you um, you've released some some pictures on Instagram of some of the new lures you're working on, etc. I'm sure you've got business goals as well that you're kind of driving for. Maybe we could talk a little bit about some of the, if it's not top secret, some of the new uh, new baits you're working on. Sure. Um, I've been talking with you guys too. It's kind of my, my secret guinea uh, pig, so to speak. <laughs> so, working on different uh, lizard designs, uh, frogs. Uh, really just looking lately on smaller baits, uh, little grubs, smaller worms, uh, stuff like that. Um, kind of still like everything I have right now is kind of three or four inches. And then I have a longer six-inch worm. I'm trying to get some smaller stuff. We have a lot of creeks in our area. Sure. And, uh, sometimes those, those three-inch swim baits, four-inch swim baits aren't exactly what they look for in the creeks. And ice fishing as well, I realized, is rather popular, even though I can dove into all that uh, stuff. I'm trying to get some smaller baits lined up, get them tested, and uh, see if I can get those out. Well, well, you know how I love crayfish, so we should make a paddle and fin crayfish. Yeah. <laughs> we should talk about that. I got some ideas. It's actually not a crayfish. It's a circle with a paddle and fin logo. Yeah, the cray- <laughs> on the head, it's just yeah. a big paddle and fin logo stamped on there. <laughs> That's why we're not in the lure business, Eric. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> that would be sweet that would be sweet all right let's move let's move down the line to uh 
to uh, Justin. Justin, welcome. Uh, this is the first time we've kind of interacted with you, man. So we're we're not familiar with you like we are some of these other guys. So give us the rundown, my friend. Okay. Well, um, for 2018 season, uh, I created some goals that were pretty broad in terms of what I wanted to accomplish. I set them up to where uh, I didn't set myself up for failure. It was sure. kind of a test season for me. Um, I just finished up college in 2017 and uh, kind of had a beater for a vehicle, had a firing issue. So um, I felt kind of limited on what I could do. But for the past couple of years, I knew that I wanted to compete in some tournaments. And being here in the Midwest, I knew that you know within two hours, there's, there's a lot of options for trails to get involved with. Sure. Uh, so the first the first goal I had for 2018 was just to get a feel for the, the kayak tournaments, uh, get involved in some way, shape, or form. I had only done one tournament in 2017. That was kind of my first taste of it. It wasn't a trail tournament. It was just a fundraiser. It's on uh, a lake that's about 45 minutes north of me called Kaiser Lake. Okay. One of my favorite pickup spots. I don't know if you guys are familiar with that lake. I can't say, the, but, o- the only thing I'm familiar with in Ohio mm-hmm. is Lake Erie and Monster Walleye, so you're going gotcha, yeah. to you're gonna educate us tonight. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to get a feel for the tournaments. I had one trail in mind, which is a, a local for the, the local trail for the Columbus down to the Cincinnati area and even up towards Cleveland area. It's the Buckeye Kayak Trail Fishing um, Trail. Okay, and I've they seen do it. Cool, they do cool. Okay, yeah, they do quite a bit. Um, their their season consists of probably around probably around twenty events, spanning from April all the way to October. Oh wow! And there's there's some pretty tough competition um, on that trail, but that's the one I targeted. I ended up doing about four in person tournaments and four uh, online tournaments. Um, so I didn't have a number of tournaments that I wanted to do. Uh, but I just wanted to do several. I wanted to do what I could sure. for how I was limited. And then finally, the last bigger goal was to try and win one. And I actually did accomplish that. I returned to the uh, the fundraising tournament on Kaiser Lake last year. And fortunate enough to pull pull out a win there. Nice. I think where where I did fail uh, was. And this may this may sound like a, a big number for some people. It might sound like a small number for some people, but I, I wanted to do 50 days of fishing last year. Sure. Just kind of a number I I pulled out of my hat. Um, I really didn't set myself up for success because I didn't set these smaller goals, these baby steps along the way that would ensure I would get to the bigger picture. Okay. I just kind of had that bigger picture in mind, um, and it was kind of something I wanted to do for my Instagram. I have. I have a page dedicated to fishing. I have another page dedicated to another passion of mine. And I'm, I'm happier with the content on my other page. I feel like that's coming together and I'm being creative about it. But when it comes to fishing, it's like when I'm out there, I'm either getting lazy about taking the pictures. I sure. don't want to take the pictures. So uh, a goal moving into 2018 would, would be one of the smaller goals is to up the content on my fishing page. Right on. I just uh, I just posted a blog last night, and uh, <clears throat> I was going to announce that on this podcast here, and it was just 
uh, it's titled more content. And, you know, that's, that's the one big push for me. And I'm sure some of you guys have seen that, you know, I've been, you know, trying to pump out two YouTube videos a week, um, doing the paddle and fin podcast, another little podcast on the side, you know, uh, you know, me and Scott have always talked about, you know, trying to stay consistent and posting to Instagram, you know, like once a day and it gets rough, man. Like I'm the same way you get, you get all caught up in fishing and you forget to take those photos or, or whatever. Um, so I'm in the same boat. Um, I know it's a struggle and, and, you know, this, this kind of leads into, to Jay, because, um, you know, as you guys know, like me and Jay fish quite a bit together and he's really good with that stuff. So maybe Jay can chime in on that a little bit. Um, I know I'm kind of throwing that curveball at him, but, uh, I I've kind of <coughs> learned a few things from him and how he goes about doing that. Um, and, and it's just a constant thing. I think just, just getting into the repetition of that, so to speak. Um, and I, I you know, it, it's a struggle cause you, you're focused on just, you know, banging as many fish as you can while you're on the water, right? You're not worried about right. taking 50 photos that you can use for the next week, week and a half while you're not going to be on yep. the water or whatever. So I'm right there with you. I'm right there with you. So what I want to forward into 2019 is I just want to put a little bit more thought into my goals. I want to be more specific. I'm also a guy who likes to document stuff. So this year, uh, well, being on the podcast got me to to write down my stuff ahead of time. Sure. Uh, but I did. I, I've been thinking about what I wanted to accomplish this year for about a month now. Doing research on tournaments. Uh, I, I don't want to get ahead of myself, and uh, I just want to keep it simple. But uh, for this year, uh, well, I was recently, uh, I had, I mentioned that I had a, like a kind of a junkier vehicle. It was a truck. It, it was a 2004 Colorado and it had a, like a mystery firing problem. So I was kind of limited with that. I was able to do local stuff, but I wasn't trying to take it out of state sure. more than like two hours away. Sure. So uh, I had been looking at new vehicles for the past two months as well but somebody actually hit me and kind of sped up the process had a had a guy have a seizure and hit me <laughs> at a red light and ended up totaling it oh geez and it kind of opened the door for me because i was able to get a new vehicle and i if, if there's going to be any year for me to really take this on it's going to be it's going to be this year i'm trying to trying to participate in at least 15 to 20 in-person events nice i learned i learned that last year doing the online stuff kind of wasn't for me not that i don't enjoy it but i prefer the in-person stuff more. yeah i think there's so, there's a certain thing there you know the camaraderie among fishermen you know everybody uh, meeting up after the tournament you know i mean it's more than just fishing i think at least for me um but yeah, I, I I'm kind of in the same boat. I you know, we me and Scott were doing that kayak wars, and it was like, yeah, okay, you know, you're uploading photos online, this and that. But I don't know the the in person stuff, and you know, from from my past, and you know, fishing out of big boats and tournaments and things like that. I just enjoy that so much more than the online stuff. So I think me yeah. and me and you kind of have uh, so, some similar goals for 2019 
that's for sure. So it, it's cool to know that I'm not the only one. <laughs> but so uh, there's, 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 there's there's a flip side to that, right? I like from from my perspective too. Um, you know, there's there's also the side of it where it's like you know what every time you go fishing, you kind of feel like you got to be producing something too. You sure. know, and there's there, there can be there can be the to me there's guys that thrive on it like Brian. I mean, you are you are like a lightning bolt when it comes to doing content and, and, and working at all that stuff. And I'm kind of on the opposite side where it's kind of like, I kind of want to enjoy just going fishing, you know? So there's, I think there's two sides to that coin. Um, and I don't think either one of them is right or wrong. It's just a preference. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I, I agree. And that's the thing. Uh, you know, I think some people, uh, you know, that, that steers them away from, you know, we'll get into that later. You know, it just, you know, it seems like it's more of a drag. You're out there, trying to enjoy the water and stuff and it it seems like when you have that weighing over you you know you're like oh i gotta do all this extra stuff so I'm well right. and the other thing the other thing about it too brian is, is 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 i get the opposite side of it too where you've got you know what i want to get out fishing more i want to do those things and a lot of times that can be a motivator right sure. you have to produce content so i mean yeah. I, I think it i think it goes both ways and in, in, in beneficial ways i should say sure it's a double-edged sword no doubt no doubt. Yep. And then uh, just to conclude the rest of those uh, goals for this year, I'm trying to do two KBF events. Two I have in mind are uh, Lake St. Clair in Michigan and uh, East and West Harbor. Nice. So, Man, you guys can meet up. Yeah. You guys can meet up, Brian. Yeah. I'll see you at St. Clair. Okay. Okay. Yeah, there's uh, – I don't know if you're familiar with Michigan, Ohio kayak anglers. That's one trail I want to get involved with. And two of their events actually are KBF events, the two KBF events I want to get into. Also, Buckeye Kayak Trail meets up there. That's one of their events as well, East and West Harbor. Uh, And then other than that, I'm trying to win two events that aren't fundraiser events that are some kind of trail event. Uh, and then travel to three different states. So have you never ones. have you never fished tournaments before this past year? Two two years ago was my first tournament, and it was just the one on Kaiser Lake. And last year was my chance to get my feet wet. But again, I was still limited with my vehicle, and I wanted to keep it local. But now that I'm able to get a new vehicle, it's opened a whole door sure, of possibilities, sure. and and it, I'm ready to go. That's kind of the last thing I was waiting on, just to have something that I knew wasn't going to break down a state over. Sure. Um, and it's there's there's not a better time than now to. Well, do you it. know what I was kind of going with that was so what were your we had Dusty Acker on and he had, um, you know, he talked about how nervous he was going into his first tournament and all that good stuff. Kind of what were what was your what were your thoughts on your first tournament and kind of how that were you nervous the night before and all that or was it kind of like you know what I'm just going fishing kind of how did you how did you manage that. Well, as with a lot of people, probably you've heard this before. It doesn't matter when I'm going fishing; <clears throat> I can't sleep the night before. I know it sounds ridiculous. No, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, that's the case. I'm just overly yep, excited. I'm right there with you. And I think I did a good job of keeping it small. Uh, the tournament that was going on, they raised money for uh, Future Farmers of America. It's a scholarship that goes out, and there wasn't a whole lot of people at that tournament. I mean, there's probably 15 people max um, but now maybe a little 
a little nervous, but <clears throat> something that helps calm my nerves is I I have a couple fishing friends in the area. Uh, one helped me get into kayak fishing, and the other one I kind of met through him. And uh, I usually take somebody with me, and that, that helps me. Uh, I'm, I'm more of a shy, reserved guy, so sure. it's harder for me to speak up and kind of just get a conversation going with somebody. But once I do, it's it's fine. But well, kudos for coming somebody. on the pod, man. man that's a that's a big uh, jump too, then. Yeah, for absolutely. sure. Absolutely, I appreciate you having me. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, to calm the nerves, I usually bring somebody with me, and that that does the trick. But for the ones that are coming up. Uh, that's a whole other story. I don't know if somebody's going to be able to travel with me or what, but regardless, I'm going to make it happen. Very cool. So, uh, you know, thanks for that, Justin. Let's uh, let's get into Mr. Randall's uh, 2018 goals and what he's looking at going into 2019. What do you say, Jay? <laughs> All right, yeah. Um, yeah, for 2018, uh, I'd have to say – my year was pretty fun. I uh, got to do a lot of cool stuff, traveled around a little bit. Um, but basically, first and foremost, my biggest goal was to catch a giant sturgeon from my kayak, which I ended up doing uh, out in Boise, Idaho, or near Boise, uh, on the Snake River. It took me two trips to be able to do it. Um, but my buddy Steve Curl out there, who's also on the Jackson team, um, fishes for him on, on the reg, and uh, he's very good at it. Um, but the first time I went in the spring, and before I it, the the week before I got there, it was like perfect. River levels were great, um, and then when I got there, the river levels were insane. Uh, they have a lot of hydro dams in that area, so they decided to start letting out a lot of water. And that kind of um, it kind of stifled the progress. Sure. And uh, which was fine, but the the experience was still cool to kind of get an idea. I mean, we had some nibbles, and we did catch some little sturgeon. Um, but first and foremost, I lost the one and only big fish of the whole trip. And it was basically like on the last day. I mean, I literally had to get on the plane at like three o'clock. Um, we were like an hour drive away from the airport and I hooked into this thing probably about, uh, it was like two to three hours from my time of departure. Um, and I was completely bummed. Uh, and when I tell you like this thing was like ripping line out, I mean, I've never caught a fish. It's ever done that. Sure. And it just took me into, it took me into the river and man, as fast as it started, it was over. Yeah. So so I had to made a point, um, me and Steve kind of made a pact where I would come back out uh, in the fall, um, more towards the winter side. And I did exactly that. And it was almost the same situation that it was like only three days. We fished probably around 24 hours. I'm not even kidding. Like about 24 hours, both trips. And it was like almost the same scenario on the last day. Uh, I finally hooked into my fish. Um, I ended up catching and landing it, and it ended up being like a six and a half foot fish. Um, and uh, the rivers were a lot, e- uh, a lot easier to deal with because the hydro dams weren't letting out water this time of year. Uh, a lot of that has to do with from the spring, the, since it's in the mountains, basically, 
Sure. Uh, there's a lot of uh, melt snow melt coming uh, in. So, yeah. So, um, but yeah, I mean, it was, it was an amazing trip. It was an amazing feat. Um, and I think I'm going back this year to do the same thing. And I think Brian might be accompanying me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he, Steve, uh, we had Steve on the podcast. He invited me and Scott out. So I know we were both kind of drooling after we got that invite, you know? So, uh, yeah. What did he say, Brian, was um, less than 1% of fishermen fish for sturgeon? Was that what the number was? I think yeah. it was really low like that. Yeah, it was something like that. I know. So, uh, Jay, that's that's a huge that's a huge accomplishment, man. How cool. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah. Well, in that, especially after losing that one, I mean, I can tell you that the one I lost was probably bigger than the one I caught. And I beat myself up a lot <laughs> about that. You know, I was so, I mean, it, it had a lot to do with just being a total novice. Um, there was two mistakes that I totally keyed in on uh, that I knew I made, and I knew to be, uh, you know, very aware of it this time. And also, um, it was a different situation. Uh, we had Jameson writing out there, too. There's a little bit of pressure, not from Jameson. So, Jameson, if you're listening, that has nothing to do with you. But we were trying to get footage for Jackson, and... I felt so bummed that, you know, I lost the fish and Jameson was out there, you know, you know, getting every step of this with, you know, uh, you know, his camera and stuff. And, um, but be it that, you know, I had that failure, I learned from it and I think I capitalized on it this time around, which was pretty amazing and fun. And Steve Carroll is an amazing uh, guide. I'll just say that he doesn't officially guide, and I told him he should because yeah. he can he can give you an experience that you are just not going to get like pretty much anywhere else. I mean, there are uh, lake sturgeon in our area, sure, but they are very protected, mm-hmm. and you can only fish for them for one month out of the year. And I'm talking about Wisconsin at this point, right? Um, you know, and and I've I've re- there's so many rules to it just like there is in idaho but you can fish for them all year round as far as i know in idaho but uh i learned a lot from steve and i and something that i can apply up here uh at some time which i would love to do like up in the madison chain um but yeah it was it was just really amazing experience uh to get you know and, and let me say this too both times i went the lunar calendar was completely white yeah so like it, like as far as the in fisherman solar lunar calendar, uh, calendar was concerned, we were fishing against the odds. Yeah, sure. <laughs> so, so I take a lot more solace than that. I mean, like I, I, you know, I prevailed, you know, even against that. No, that's so, certainly yeah, cool, and I know we've talked about that before. You know, it's uh, it's it, it's something when you catch a, a fish that's almost as long as your kayak, so to speak. I tell people about Steve all the time after we did the episode and show him pictures. And, you know, I'm sure you guys listening have seen it, you know, on our Instagram page with that like eight footer tail dancing out of the water. It's just like, uh, I, I saw my old boss recently. I'm going to be doing some work for him and he's living in Idaho now. And, uh, you know, he's like, you're freaking nuts, dude. Like that, that's just insane. <laughs> like, you know, so it's cool. I mean, you know, and that's the thing, you know, like we said at the beginning of this, you know, we got guys from all over the region, 
you know, some of us are looking to travel to other states and, you know, do stuff. And, you know, I know, um, you know, between you and I, we've had extensive conversations like, you know, you're moving a, a away from bass, so to speak, and you're kind of going after different species of fish. And I think that's what makes you unique. Um, so it, it's cool to get that perspective, I think, um, you know, because it gets... I think a lot of us kayak fishermen were, were so focused on bass and we forget about all this other stuff that we could be doing on the side as well. Uh, maybe when the bass fishing's not great or you want to take a break from it. So I think it's cool that you bring that aspect to the game um, for sure. So. Yeah. Well, thanks. And, and well, and you know, too, that, I mean, I mean, I love fishing for bass, you know, large and smallies. Don't get me wrong. And sure, sure. mind you, I caught a bucket list fish uh, down in Tennessee with uh, uh, with Matt Cunningham this year. I, I got my first spotted bass, which is yeah. really cool. Um, that was pretty, you know, that was that was you know pretty neat. I mean, we specifically went out to target these fish, and I finally got one. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, anyone who knows me knows that I really love fishing for pike more than anything. Sure, because they're insane, you know. And uh, there's a lot of, I don't know, I like the danger aspect because their mouth is just full of serrated teeth. Sure, um, sure. And it's just so much. I mean, that's really where my love is. Uh, you know, I like musky too, of course. Um, I just have more access to pike where I'm uh, currently located. Sure. Which there's pretty much an abundance of, uh, as Brian, as you've seen as well. Right. But uh, plus two, you got them. Yeah. You know, and you're like, yeah, I, it's hard to keep them off the line, but I guess that kind of ties into what you're looking forward to 2019, right? You're, you're kind of on a new mission and, you know, we talked about this, uh, just this week on my podcast, um, is, uh, fly fishing for pike, right? So what's, what's, what's your goal with that in 2019? Well, uh, of course I'm going to catch me a trophy. <clears throat> That's the goal. Sure. Um, you know, and I'm going to, I'm going to probably dedicate this whole year to fly fishing, uh, mainly because I used to do it when I was younger. Uh, I, like I said before, I wouldn't call myself a fly fisherman ever, but, uh, you know, I was looking for, first and foremost, I was looking for a winter activity where it didn't include kayaking in the cold water. Um, I'm not like a huge fan of it. Um, you know, so waiting strangely enough is totally acceptable to me <laughs> sure. you know, as a, as an alternate right. option. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I was, you know, since I know they're around here and, you know, obviously, you know, I did catch my fish. I'll get to that in a second, but um, there was, I don't know. It just seemed like a new frontier for me. Sure. And keeps it interesting. Just something. Yes, absolutely. And, and if you know, I mean, I, I commonly joke with people telling, you know, I have like ADD with life and that really uh, expands to fishing. Like, you know, I mean, I did the tournament thing for a couple of years. I mean, I made it to the national championship for the KBF. Um, you know, I, I, I love light fishing. It's still a lot of fun to me, but I saw other frontiers and one of those also was river fishing. And for 2018, I dedicated more time to rivers than in lakes because I was always a lake boy and never a river rat. But I always dabbled in it, and I and we're surrounded by rivers here, 
Sure. Um, and for me in this region, like everybody's on lakes. Like you always, right. there's so much pressure on these lakes. But when I go to rivers, I don't see anybody, you yeah. know? So, you know, I'm probably letting the cat out of the bag, so to speak on here, but I have way more fun now on the rivers um, because for, for one, you know, to Drew, um, Drew Gregory's point, they're wild. You know what I mean? Like even in the, like I live right outside Chicago, I'm surrounded by industry and everything else. I mean, you still get on that river, man. And you are, I mean, it's still wild. I mean, I see deer, sure. beavers, um, you know, you, you see, you know, muskrats, you know, we've got, you know, foxes. I mean, everything's around here and you see them when you're out there fishing, whether you're wading or you're in the kayak. Right. And I just love that connection. Um, as well. And, and again, it's just a new frontier and, and that'll continue into this year. I'm still going to spend most of my time on rivers. I will still fish lakes, of course, but, um, you know, I, I love conquering just new things sure. and sturgeon fishing was that one thing, um, you know, catching the trophy pike. I didn't really get into a trophy this year. I got a 35. That was about as big as I got, which is fine. Um, you know, caught a lot of other good fish, but, uh, you know, it, me, I mean, it's just like, I just like doing the, you know, everything and anything, um, you know, possibilities of this year, as I, you know, spoke about to you again, you know, a couple days ago, I got a buddy who reached out to me from Miami. Sure. I was out there with him like two years ago. We went for peacocks. I caught a big old peacock, almost five pounds. And that was one of those bucket fish. And, this guy particularly is really into snakeheads and I know he knows where to find them. So I might go down there, um, you know, and, and try to get in some snakeheads and I might even take the, the fly rod with to see if I can get one like that. So I, I just love the adventure and it doesn't end there as far as the fish go. I'm going to try to get into everything and anything um, this year. And that's another reason why I backed away from the tournaments because I kind of, you know, got pigeonholed into always trying to catch fish because I was, or always trying to catch bass because I was always doing the online tournaments, you know, always doing, um, you know, the, uh, the physical tournaments, you know, at the lakes with everybody, which is great. I mean, uh, I'm, I'm like halfway, like 50% programmed with that. Sure. Um, I'm not the greatest, you know, I'm not the greatest bass fisherman, you know, nothing, but um, it was a lot of fun and I have a lot of friends that do it and I have friends that are like, it's just so good. I mean, out here in Illinois, there's, we've got some like, we've got some smoking dudes, man. They're, they're so good at catching these fish. Yeah. There's some, there's some sticks. That's for sure. I think, uh, you know, uh, I've talked about it on here previously, you know, I signed up for, uh, KBL and, you know, I'm seeing the chat between the guys and, you know, I basically told them I'm here to donate this year. (laughs) And they were, they were, they were happy to hear that, you know, don't get me wrong, but, uh, you know, uh, but that's the way I played off, man. I, I'm just, like I mentioned earlier, uh, you know, it, it's something about the camaraderie. I love fishing tournaments. I love being competitive, things oh, yeah. like that. So, you know, that, that that's kind of where I'm coming from with that. Um, you know, yeah, I, don't get me wrong. I hope I do good and, you know, maybe take a first place win like Justin did this past season. You know, but uh, if I don't, who cares? You know, I'm just there to have fun, uh, promote paddle and fin, promote myself, 
you know, and just get out there and tangle with some anglers. And, you know, like I said, in the KBL group, uh, you know, I'm just looking forward to fish with some new guys and, and learn something, you know, I, I think especially in fishing, it, it's a never ending learning experience. Um, so that's what I take from it. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah. So oh, yeah. with that being said, you know, we got our man, Todd Phillips. Sorry, we missed you in the intro, Todd. Um, uh, welcome. Why don't you tell us, uh, what, what you're fishing out of this year and, uh, kind of what your 2018 goals were and then, uh, a look into 2019, my friend. Well, um, currently I'm fishing an Ascend FS-12T. Um, oh. it's not the best boat, <laughs> but it gets me out on the water. Sure. Um, that's all that matters, uh, man. My 2019 goal is to actually upgrade. Um, I'm looking for a pedal drive. Um, I've actually looked into the lower end of the pedal drives, which is the uh, Pelican come out with one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was more in my budget, but no one around here actually carries it. Um, where I'm at currently, um, we have one major kayak outfitter that's a, a local company and um their biggest seller is jackson because jackson is actually made about an hour away from here yeah right the jackson factory's in cookville and the cookville was about an hour hour and a half away from knoxville so that is one of their major kayaks that they carry um the other brand that they carry that's really big is um, Wilderness, which they're a little cheaper than the Jackson, but they're still out of my price range. Sure. Um, so I've been actually looking at the Pelican, trying to find someone around here that would actually stock one to go physically look at it because it's one of those things where I'm coming from a kind of an older model of Sin. So anything's going to be an upgrade for me. Sure. Um, and uh, I actually, if I can't afford a, a decent pedal kayak, I've thought about just upgrading the kayak that I'm into a newer Ascend because I'm fishing the oldest model. Um, even though everybody knocks on them, they're, they're still not a not a bad entry kayak. And hey, I've got a total of five right now, so it's yeah. either sell everything I've got and get a good one, <laughs> or try to stay, you know, to where I can keep as many kayaks for as many purposes as I have. Hey, so, Todd, that that FS10, did you say it was an FS10? Is that right? Twelve. It's an FS12T. FS12T. So that that's the sit-in, right? No, it's the sit on sit top. On top. Yeah. Oh, it is the sit on top. What's the one that's the the half sit-in? The, the newer ones, I guess. Have you seen those over uh, at uh, Cabela's? Yeah, it's – well, actually, we don't have a Cabela's here. We have a Bass Pro. Okay. Well, they're um, the same now, right? Same now, same, yeah. yeah. they're the same now. And yeah. actually, my dad started working at Bass Pro. He retired from his job that he'd been at for 33 years and went to Bass Pro just to have something to do. How convenient so, for you, my friend. Right? And my Family discount. discount. He actually gets a discount. <laughs> <laughs> That's sweet. So – so that's one of the major reasons I'm looking to upgrade to one of the newer Ascends. So there's a couple of guys that I work with that have the newer ones and said that 
if I'd fished the newer one compared to the older one that I'm in, I would be a lot happier because they're a lot more stable compared to what they used to be. Do you like um, the stand tied? Yes, I prefer to stand. I yeah. like to sight fish. Yeah. So that's um, huge for you. Yeah. We um Can I add of course something? I live Yeah, go ahead, man. Hey, so hey Todd, um Jay, uh Jay Randall. Hey, um, we got a new kayak coming out called the Bite. You might want to check that out. I mean, not to push a Jackson, of course. Yeah, Mr. I'd Jackson pers- chiming in. Well, I pers- <laughs> I've been in Pro the staff, Brandon Bassett. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Well, no, I mean, okay, yeah, but I mean, but here's the thing: I've been in the boat, and if you like to stand, I can tell you that. I mean, with a 100. Um, I, well, let's just put it this way. I really like the boat and it paddles fast and it's crazy stable. And for the price point, I mean, I know you're getting a discount, so that might be a little different. That'll probably affect it. But for 800 bucks, this thing is awesome. And you can add stuff to it to kind of dress it up to be more like to have more options like the HD in terms of the, uh, the decking. But I'm telling you what, man, this boat is going to be, I mean, this is going to be a great boat. I mean, I want to get one just to be able to toss in the truck and go somewhere for a couple hours and then get out instead of going through the trouble of, you know, getting the big rig or something. I mean, that might be something for you to, to consider as well. Of course, try it out. Yeah. But, right. And I think, and I, you know, I think that's one of the things too, is you don't get to try out a lot of the Bass Pro kayaks before you get into them. So you're kind of stuck with them once you buy them. Yeah, you know, that's, but, that's yeah, a disadvantage I mean, too. I mean, in our local our local shop, um, they have demo days during the spring, and they usually have anywhere from fifteen to twenty five boats out there to, to demo. So, and I'm not gonna buy anything until I do, I go demo something and then look at the price point versus what kind of discount I'm gonna get for for a new ascent, you know. For for an extra two hundred bucks on top of that price of the bite, you can get in a bonafide RS eleven seven. I'll chip I in. Think I'm gonna, I'll, hang, I'll, up. I'll, I'm gonna <laughs> hang up on myself, guys. I'll I'll ch- I'll chip in the extra two hundred bucks just to get you in a bonafide, my man. Is anyone else nauseous <laughs> right now? Throw my mouth a little bit. Yeah. Is anyone else <laughs> oh man, this show's all about branding, isn't it? It's funny. No, no, I'm not just, me, boys. I'm just I'm just trying to give Jay a hard time, and you know, <laughs> come on, I don't drinking. It's a good thing it's not a bona fide drinking game. Yeah, I I don't think I said bona fide <laughs> all. I don't think I said bona fide all podcasts. So I had to throw it in there. You know what? You had what to be- throw it out before it got too late. What to better? Huh? Yeah, what better opportunity to you know just throw a jab in there after Jay, you know? So, <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Well, that's cool, man. Like I, I'm glad you're looking at a at a new rig, you know, and hopefully uh, we we swayed you to definitely get in that demo position, you know, and and demo some boats before you buy them for sure, but. You know, I can attest, you know, my first yak was that 128T and, you know, don't get me wrong. It was a decent boat. It got me on the water, but, mm-hmm. uh, you know, for me being as tall and top heavy as I am, you know, and I'm the same way as you, Todd, I love to stand and fish and it just, I, I felt sketchy on it, you know? And I think Scott, you even tried standing in that thing too. And you were like, yeah, this isn't going to work. I, I did it. <laughs> I did, and I had like a death grip on yeah. the standing <laughs> rope or whatever they give you. It was like 
and I hate that. You know, I'm I'm totally. I, I like to think that I'm coordinated enough to at least to stand, but I was I was terrified. Yeah, no doubt about it. Yeah, it's it looked like, looked like a baby deer out there. Yeah. So, first <laughs> oh yeah. Time. Oh yeah. It was awful. <laughs> yeah. It was like when Bambi comes scooting across the ice trying to stand up on it. You know, but uh, right. Yeah, it, that's cool, man. But you're down in Tennessee, so I mean, you're you got some some killer species of fish down there are you mostly fishing rivers or lakes or what what's kind of your go-to well i live actually three miles away from the holston river so that's mainly what i do and that's one of my goals actually for 2019 is to get out of my comfort zone and actually expand into fishing other bodies of water um I live actually, there's two lakes that I'm 15 minutes away from, either way, either one of them. Okay. Um, where I actually live is in between Cherokee Lake and Douglas Lake. And Douglas, um, I don't know if you guys follow the bass tournaments or anything, but that was where they've had the um, Bassmasters Classics a couple of times. Sure. It's, it's very well known for its bass fishing. Um, so, with with being that close to two lakes, I, I would actually like to get out of my comfort zone of fishing the river every single time I go out because I just, I've fished it so long and so much because I've always lived extremely close to it that I know it like the back of my hand. Sure. You know, I can, I can tell the way the current is and the water level on where actually I need to paddle to the fish to actually catch something. And it, it I guess it's kind of, put me in that narrow position to where I'm basically just stuck to catching one species of fish because of that. It's always smallmouth, always smallmouth. And then when it gets hot, it's, hey, the kids, do you want to go out and take a thing of worms and bring home a cooler full of bluegill? Yeah. You know, and I just, I want to try to get out of that. I got a couple of friends, they're, they're fishing the tailwaters of um, the rivers and stuff and catch a huge, huge stripe. Sweet. And, and I actually want to get into that. Um, and actually, not too far away from here is another river or another lake that is known. It actually has guided tours for stripe that are um, stripe and hybrids, actually, that are in the, you know, 60-plus range. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's and, huge. And, and, yeah. And I'd actually like to cook into one of those on a kayak and just see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I may be out there being drug around for two or three hours, but it still looks like it would be fun to do. I was going to um, say uh, Steve McGee, you know, would call that a sleigh ride, wouldn't you say, Scotty? Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> if, you guys, if you guys listen to that that podcast, man, he was, he was all about the catfishing, yeah. without a doubt. Yeah. Well, and actually there's a guy here that I follow on YouTube. And uh, I follow him on Instagram. Um, he catfishes um, out of a kayak a lot. He's got, I think it's a, a Hobie. Okay. And he's got it rigged up with four four or six rod holders. And he's pulling out channel cats and blue cats that are, you know, 40-plus pounds. And if they're under 40, he's calling it little. Well, oh, that's And crazy. I've been trying to hook up with him to actually go fishing with him one day. I, and, I, think, um, uh, I think Steve McGee that a requirement for catfishing was bourbon. Yeah, yeah, bourbon and cigars. 
yeah. Yeah, because you're basically just hanging out more than anything. Oh, yeah. You know? And, and that's another one of my, my issues is I've always kept my rigs extremely simple. And it, it's nice to have it extremely simple sometimes because you don't have to worry about crap going on. Sure. <laughs> but I've actually added a depth finder to this boat, and I, I, I have no clue actually how to read it. So I'd actually like to learn how to read my depth finder and actually get on structure and fish a little better. But Todd, you look legit. Like even when you're just looking at it, you'll look legit. You know, people see you from the shore and they're like, that guy knows what he's doing. Yeah. Yeah. Let's follow this guy around. Yeah. <laughs> well, what, what kind but of, I'm actually just blonde luck, you yeah. know, yeah, that's funny. Yeah. What kind of depth finder did you get? Um, a friend of mine actually was getting rid of it. He was actually going to throw it away. And um, it's a, it's extremely old. Okay. It is a hummingbird piranha. Okay. Um, but he was like, hey, I'm going to throw this away. I'm like, does it still work? He's like, yeah. I'm like, well, I'll put it on my boat. He's like, seriously? I said, yeah. He's yeah. like, you've never put any electronics on your boat before. I'm like, yeah, give it to me. I said, for free, it's worth trying. Yeah, why not? So, well, it it helps, man, especially when you get on those lakes, you know, just finding structure and depths. You know, I, I think we talked about that uh, quite a few times on here, you know, when we're talking to guys. And it, it's funny, like, you'll put that on there because uh, I, I can relate to my old fishing boat. You know, I had something similar. It was an old hand-me-down hummingbird that I got from my man, Scott Purs. And I was like, all right, well, I'm I'm learning how to read this. Uh, it's helping me find stuff. And then I, you know, next thing you know, I'm buying a new depth finder. Um, and that's the current one. You know, I got a Lowrance Chirp 4. And actually going into this year, I'm looking at to upgrade and get side scan and all that crazy stuff, you know. But uh, it's crazy, like, how far electronics have come. And I so think. you're saying it starts a vicious cycle once uh, you get one? Oh, yeah. It's just like kayaks, man. You got six kayaks. Pretty soon you're going to have six depth finders. It's the same boat, you know. But, right. but uh yeah don't worry you know just just find a way to hide it from the wife and you'll be good but uh <laughs> well it, even even just for water temp you know like yeah. for future reference you know like I, I think it's huge for that yeah totally totally yeah, especially yeah. when you're getting in those rivers especially like this time of year if you can find a warm spot in the river you know that's usually where the fish are hanging that are going to be hungry you know that's something i've learned too you know but uh, it could be utilized for more than just finding depths and structures, like like Jacob saying, you know, water temps, things like that. So that's spot on. So originally, I was looking at the Garmin. I think it's Garmin Strike. Yeah. Because it's just a simple, yep. cheap little depth finder, and you can plot it out and save waypoints and stuff. And I thought, you know, that's pretty cool. Yeah. If I catch, you know, if I catch some fish right here, and it's it's a good little spot with some good structure, I can mark it and then come back to it. Because I, like I said, I've always fished a river, and I've never really ventured out into any of the local lakes. And it's it's just more or less intimidating because they're. You, you don't know where to be. <laughs> right. You know, it, it all looks the same out there. So, but yeah, um, I, that's what I actually want to do um, in 2019 is, is try to get out of my comfort zone and, and fish some local lakes and maybe do a little day trip travels. Um, there's a lake 
that's not too far from here that I've I've had a run that's went up that way and I've drove past it and I'm like, man, that looks so beautiful. I'd love to be out there fishing it. So I'm I'm thinking of maybe I'll do a day trip and load up and go fish it all day and and if I do really good, maybe sleep in the car and get up the next morning and fish it some more, you know. Yeah, buddy. But, but yeah, it's and I want to build a kayak trailer because this thing is just it's too heavy to get on and off the roof of a car. Sure. That was my struggle so. when I had mine, trying to put it on top of the, uh, you know, the Jeep or, or the, uh, the Isuzu that I had, or I'm sorry, the Nissan that I had, you know, it was just, it's a pain. It's a heavy kayak, you know, it'd be like, you know, trying to put the big rig on top of a car, you know, it's just, it's just beefy. It's heavy, you know, but and see, uh, I'm, I'm solo. I don't have anybody I normally fish with, and if I did, it wouldn't be that big of a deal having a boat that much, that weight that much to get on top of the car. Sure. You know, my wife's coming here before. She's like, "You want me to help you load that up before you leave?" I'm like, "No." No. <laughs> well, why not? I said, "Because I've got to unload it and reload it once I get where I'm going by yeah. myself anyway. I might as well get used to." It. Sure. You know. Sure. So I and that, that's one other thing that I'm. I'm kind of scared of as far as going with a pedal drive is I've heard they waste so much more. Yeah. So, and then there's that aspect of trying to get it on and off the roof of the car after I get a pedal drive until I get the kayak trailer built. Sure. Sure. Yeah. There's definitely some struggles there, man. I mean, uh, I think, uh, Scott out of everybody does it right. He, he roofs his frontier 12 on his Nissan Maxima. It's the coolest looking car riding down the road. <laughs> but, well, uh, that's debatable, severely debatable. But um, what's interesting is with that whole thing, and, and and Todd, I don't know if you've looked at this, but like my roof only holds 100 pounds. So any kayak I'm going to roof mount, I've got to make sure it's under 100 pounds, you know, yeah. with the sunroof and all that stuff. So, um, so it definitely limits you, right, and what you can do. And I think that's another reason why – the new canoe was so appealing because I could take literally everything off sure. and just, you know, just throw the boat up top. On the flip side, you've heard us talk numerous times about um, when I go to actually deploy the boat, it can take a while to get her set up. Right. You know? So right. there's, there's pros and cons to all that, but on the pedal side, um, I mean, Eric, uh, are you still out there from Hammered? Yeah. Yeah. I was listening to uh, How about your, your Sorry. top water? How, how much is that way? Uh, without the without the pedal drive in it, isn't that around seventy some pounds? Yeah, it's somewhere seventy or eighty. I was trying to look up what it is without the pedal drive because you said the pedal drives were less weight. I don't I don't think it's a big difference with or without any. With or without it, of. yeah. Yeah, it's just the boat. I don't think it's I think it's about the same amount of weight. Yeah. So, so so Todd, are you married to? Are you married to a a, a twelve footer or bigger, or, or would you be able to go into something like a ten footer when you're looking pedal drive wise? I, I like the aspect of having a twelve foot because they're they're not as slow. Yeah, and you usually have less strokes yep. as far as keeping the boat straight. Yeah, so that's nice because you can actually get a couple more cast in. Yeah, um, I've done the shorter boats before, and you spend more time controlling the boat. You do than you do fishing. <clears throat> You absolutely do. Yeah. But with that being said, a pedal drive, I could go with a shorter boat and not really have to worry about it if I need be. Sure. What What were you trying to say, Eric? Yeah, I said mine 
shorter than twelve. It's ten and a half feet, but with the pedal drive and the rudder in the back, I'm not messing with a paddle at all. Yeah. You know, my hands are always available to cast wherever and whenever. Yeah. See, that's that's what's sweet, and I think a lot of a lot of the pedal drive kayaks nowadays they've they've even grasped onto that where you know if you got a rudder system um you know you almost don't need a paddle or you could be like jay and have one of those small assault paddles just for you know doing quick little maneuvers uh and and not having a uh, pedal so to speak so i think that's huge too so there's more than one way to skin a cat but It'll be interesting to see what you uh, what you end up choosing. You know, let us know because uh, we're always interested in that kind of stuff for sure. So, oh, there will be numerous pictures, especially uh, if it's brand new to me. <laughs> that means, I'm always excited with new stuff. That that means we're gonna have to send you some more paddle and fin stickers to throw on that Boy, brand new fresh boat. The same yeah. thing, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's great. See, the bigger the boat, the bigger the sticker I can put on it. Is that how that works? <sighs> yeah, you let me know. I, I can get uh, 36 inch by 36 inch. I already know that for a fact because they're on the trailer, my friend. <laughs> yeah, the bigger the bigger the boat, the bigger the sticker. Hey, we might have to get you a yacht. <laughs> yeah, there we go. <laughs> Floating billboard. There you go. Cool, man. So I guess uh, let's uh, let's go around see if anybody's got any questions for anybody. We'll just kind of go in the same rotation. Um, Jacob, you got any questions, comments, concerns, anything, my friend, that you want to want to add into this? Well, I don't know. We were talking before, uh, I think it was Justin, you know, he said he wanted to get out 50 times. I'm like, holy cow. Like I was, I was just hoping to get out 25 times, 50 times seems like insurmountable to some degree. Right. And then I looked at what my goal is for 2019. And I'm like, I want to get out 30 times, but I looked at how many times I got out this year. It was only 15. Sure. So I, I up my goal. I up my goal, but it's like, you know, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if I'm realistically going to get out 30 times, but maybe by setting that 30, I'll get out 25. Sweet. Hey, man, and you know, it's one of those things. You you take those chances when you got them and, you know, get out. I know you got uh, you got some other stuff on your plate. You got a fresh new baby and all that good stuff. So, you know, you're playing the dad role and stuff. Um, so that's cool. But uh, the and, new kayak will play a, a big part in that, though, Jacob. Yeah, too, right? Yeah, want to get that yeah, thing out for sure. And Brian, Brian's one hundred percent right. I'm, I'm dancing that line between, uh, do I feel it out and get out tonight? She's kind of giving me that look, like <laughs> yeah. maybe I should stay home. Um, yeah. But she said it's fine. But yeah. it's fine, mean it's fine, or is it not really fine? Right. Uh, so yeah. you know, there's that, and then and and last summer I had kind of a big house remodeling construction project that kind of weighed me down a little bit and i coach football so the closer we get to august you know that kind of takes up some of my time too so sure yeah I, I, you know i'm not i'm not a i'm not a fresh out of college type guy or at that point in my life 50 times might not have been unrealistic but at this point it might be sure sure well to each their own you know i mean uh you know we we all got uh our, our different things going on you know um but uh, that's cool that you upped it, you know. I think uh, I think you'll get there. I know we've we've been talking uh, back and forth a little bit, and uh, you know we're talking about floating a river and stuff, and uh, you know uh, I think I think we should have uh, 
Jackson versus Native versus Bonafide versus New Canoe Day, since we're all right here in uh, Illinois, Wisconsin area. Any anybody want to throw wagers on who's going to come out ahead? Four kayak center, one kayak leaves. Yeah, <laughs> we're 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 fishing for pink slips on our boats. <laughs> oh my god! Is, 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 is it is it is it based on biggest fish or is it based on speed? Like who gets done fast? Uh, I don't know. We'll we'll have to work that out. We'll we'll put that on a future episode. We'll, we'll it's get... whatever way allows well, me to win. Yeah. <laughs> Well, and hey, and that trip, and that trip we were talking about, there's like four lakes. Yeah, all on, on that system. Like I, like I, I thought, hey, we should, we gotta have something where every lake. Yep. You stop and we we hop in a different boat. Yeah, I like it. I like it. That would be cool. We'll have to plan that out. I'll do you one better. What's that? Sounds like I'll, as close as you guys better, are, you man. could have your own private tournament. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> How about some bird box fishing? bird box fishing because <laughs> the movie man uh, <laughs> there's uh, memes thing, all yeah. over there dude yeah i i don't <laughs> i have no clue what you're talking about man but you uh, gotta watch the movie but basically you'd be blindfolded yeah that's funny oh, uh man, that died that's so horrible yeah sorry jay <laughs> sorry you lost us all so let's jump uh, over I, go ahead Jacob. no you're old i knew what he was talking about yeah i am old oh thank god I'm old. I'm washed up. Let's uh, let's jump over to Eric. Eric, you got any questions, comments, anything you want to throw in here, my man? Uh, it's a combination. So I found uh, it's a local nonprofit organization. They're on uh, Instagram, Camp Freedom PA. They they take uh, um, disabled veterans and some other disabled public members, and their whole camp is set up for handicap accessibility. They take them out on uh, hunting decisions. They have lake uh, creeks they take them out on. So I was talking with them and trying to find a way to get uh, fishermen to send in their used plastic to me. I melt them down, remold them, and then send it to them so they have lures for their, their uh, Stampers to come in, the fishermen and the hunters to come into them. So I was trying to find out what you guys do with your old baits, if, if that's something that makes sense. I, the biggest thing, the, the hurdle I see is the, the shipping cost. Sure. To me. To me. Yeah. But I didn't know what, what your thoughts were on that. Well, first off, I'll say that's super cool that you're going to do that. Um, second off, I know me personally, uh, you know, I, I don't litter the lakes with my used plastics. I always throw them in the bottom of my boat, and then I usually grab them and throw them in the garbage can. But if you're going to do that, I will start saving them and send them in. Um, why don't we get in touch with each other? And uh, that is something I think we would love to promote here at Paddle and Fin. If we can get guys to start mailing you their used plastics, so you can melt them down and turn them into new lures to give uh, to some veterans and stuff, man. Uh, dude, I, I'm all for that. Uh, I'm all for it too. Yeah that that is su- yeah, that absolutely. is super cool. So yeah, why don't we get together on that um, after the pod? Uh, let's put together some info, man. Um, because I mean, 
let's let's be real like what's shipping like three bucks maybe to ship a, a package well i could tell you shipping sticker envelopes out is three dollars and fifty cents so uh i would assume that shipping some plastics back to you would be around the same and if it's for a good cause like that uh i want to a promote the hell out of that uh just because that's something i believe in and b uh i think we could probably uh, pull quite a few people together to do that for you and uh you're going to be melting a lot of plastics down so uh i hope you uh can afford to quit your day job so you can do so and uh we're yeah, gonna kinda go from to fish. yeah <laughs> but uh yeah eric if you've seen if you've seen brian's fish cave video and his addiction to plastics i don't think anyone else needs to send any plastic to you i think he can just keep you afloat forever yeah can you melt down can you melt down can you melt down z-man plastics because i got quite a few i'd imagine it's all pretty similar i know theirs is a little tougher than everybody else's they claim that's cool yeah no i i'm looking at it right now because i'm down here and uh yeah you can oh, yeah. you can make quite a few bags of plastics that's for sure <laughs> so but uh yeah let's uh let's definitely get together on that man i think that's a great thing and uh let, let's definitely get together and uh, we could all work together as a community to kind of help help uh you out in doing so you know so um, I think we could do something very cool with that. So, sure. you, you got anything else? Uh, why don't you uh, Why don't you plug Hammered Lures where people can find you, find the baits, and everything else? Uh, we're on Instagram, or I'm on Instagram, Hammered Lures. Uh, Facebook got right on there. Uh, where you can find a link to our um, drawing a blank now. Uh, Shopify. Uh, web page on there. That's where you can purchase all the baits. Uh, there's a messaging button on there. You can contact me through anything. Uh, uh, email is hammerlures at gmail.com. Send me an email if you got any ideas, questions, anything like that. But I'm here to, here to make what everybody needs. Let me know what you're looking for. And you, uh, you still have a, a promo code running for Paddle and Fin listeners, correct? Yes, that's uh, PNF20. It's 20% off your entire order, and that's going to be good till the end of June. So plenty of time to take advantage of that more than once this month. Sweet. Yeah, I know uh, I'm, I need to order some plastics from you. So when we talk later, you know, because I don't have enough plastics. Uh, but right. that's, that's for a different uh, day and time. So cool, very cool. <laughs> uh, Justin, my man, uh, questions? add anything uh yeah i've actually got two questions uh which one of you is on the jackson kayak team again that's jay jay <laughs> my question since i've got somebody on here it's actually a part of the team what what went into that to, to become a part of that team what, did you seek it out did it did you just come across the opportunity how, how did that happen what what's it take um so with uh, with any of the teams, there's usually a pro staff uh, pro staff application form you got to fill out. Okay. Um, and from what I've seen, Jackson's is pretty extensive, uh, which I think is a good thing because it's it's really meant to just see where you're at in the community and what you've been doing and everything. Um, 
But if you are, I mean, this goes for pretty much any of the uh, any of the teams. If you are looking to join a team, what I would start doing um, is first and foremost, you know, have a vote um, that is for that team, and then just start posting like hashtagging, uh, you know, Jackson Kayak in this case, uh, and even doing uh, when you're like on uh, Instagram, do like at Jackson Kayak Fishing Team or whatever. Um, find those any way to where it draws attention to your page. Um, the biggest thing is that you'll be vetted through your social media. And what I mean by that is if you like to cuss a lot, that's going to be a no, no, (laughs) because this is very family oriented, especially when it comes to Jackson. Um, Uh so you want to keep it clean, keep it positive. Um, and then, you know, try to go to an event where there's going to be a team member or something. And, um, because it, and I've actually, for me, I got vetted through another team member once I had already filled out the application yeah. and I was still in contact with the team manager. But that's the thing. You'll find out a lot of that info through one of the team guys. If you are interested in that, um, you can definitely reach out to me. Um, I can help you along the way. Uh, I do know that, I mean, just recently we had a bunch of guys drop off the team anyway, just because of uh, family stuff and uh, regional, you know, I mean, you know, life, life always happens. So um, there's always, there's always a place on the staff for somebody who is definitely willing to, um, you know, go the extra mile and and promote and everything. But it really, what it's about is about having a, having a good time and everything, but the application is where you'd start, but I would definitely start posting um, as much as you can to basically establish, uh, you know, uh, a presence uh, with that. And they'll take notice. Believe me, they're watching. Um, they watch us. So, um, you know, and it's not like, I mean, I, I don't want to say you're expected to do anything specific, but, you know, it, it, it helps promote the, the company. And that's really what pro staff means is promotional, not professional. Um, so yeah. you're an extension of the sales team, the sales and marketing team. So in, in a way, that's really what you're you're doing. That that that's what your role is going to be. But uh, but yeah, I feel hey, reach out to me. Um, you know if if uh, what's it called Brian could probably give you my info, my email, and everything. Well, you got it because you're on the uh, the group email. Yeah, that we all just talk to each other on. Yeah, yeah. Hit me up, and uh, I can yeah. give you some info <laughs> on that. And, you know, yeah, and all that good stuff. And I will say too, I just uh, I just put out a podcast on uh, on Sly Dog Fishing, just talking about pro staffs and sponsorships and stuff. There's a lot of lot of cut uh, clutch info there um, that relates to a lot of what Jay's saying. Um, you know, it, it, it's all about promoting, and you know, the big thing in today's day and age is the social media stuff, right? Um, that's a way for companies to save on advertising dollars and magazines and things like that. That's why they take on these pro staff members. So if you're promoting those brands, um, the more you do so, the more they're going to see it and recognize it and the more they're going to be interested in you. And, you know, it's just the the big key to it is going about it in a professional manner. Um, Like Jay said, the, the way you behave on social media uh, plays a big part in that. Um, but I, I would definitely listen to that. Um, you know, I, I put out a lot of key stuff and I don't know if you're familiar with, uh, 
I'll say this. There was a recent uh, live stream, and this is what had sparked the topic for me on a Facebook page called Kayak Bass Nation. Um, I did share that on our Facebook page. Go through there and watch that. There are some pretty big guys in the kayak fishing community, and they were talking about sponsorships and stuff like that, how to get deals, what you should be doing, what you shouldn't be doing, and things like that. There is a ton, ton of key info there. If that's something you're interested in getting into, um, I would definitely check that out. So, um, yeah. Right on, right on. Okay. Because it's something that I eventually want to be a goal. I'm certainly not going to make it a goal for 2019. Um, but is there anything you have to do to kind of hold your place on that, on any team that you're a part of? Or at least your team? Uh, uh, yeah, there, there are. Or... No, no, not as much as that. Um, there are requirements. Uh, it, it's different for each team. But it's not really about, like, you have to fish this many times a year or anything like that. Um, really what it's mostly about is getting out there and having a good time. And, you know, I'll even like for, for me specifically, you know, Jackson has uh, a big blog, you know, where all of us are required to do a certain amount of blogs. Again, uh-huh. there are different tiers on the team. So it, it really depends on where you fall in those tiers. And some of the tiers have um, more personal specific goals that a team manager will go over you with. And that's really um, in an avenue to get on the top tier teams, maybe even the factory team. Uh, usually when you go factory, though, as far as I understand it, you're basically on the payroll, but you're also performing like a, a function, like a professional function behind the scenes as well. But that's very tippy top and it's not easy to attain. But yeah, I mean, it's there are requirements and each team is completely different. Um as well as the compensation, so to speak. Yeah, I will say that in that in that live stream, uh, you know, Ron Champion's on there, and uh, that dude's been to Hobie Worlds, like, I think, like, four or five times. And, you know, the one thing he said is, you know, when you move up that ladder or, or even when you're on a team, you know, you're expected to go to, like, your local paddle shop, participate in demos. Um, like, I know mm-hmm. Jay is going to be – um, representing Jackson in the Rocktown booth at the one of the fishing shows. He's doing another fishing show where he's he's going to be in a booth uh, representing Jackson for another paddle shop. Um, you know, that's the thing, and, and that's what Ron said. He's like, you know, all my buddies are out fishing tournaments on some of these weekends, and I can't go do that because I have an obligation to my sponsors to go do all these other things. Um so that's the thing, you know, it, it's a game of give and take. Now, granted, Ron Champions on Hobie's payroll, um, he he's a regional pro staff member. So I don't know what it is for, because uh, they have like regional, national, and then like something else. Um, you know, it, and I know it's different for every company, but you you know, you're expected to do some of those other things. So if you're like worried about losing fishing time, like, You know, that's one thing I will say is like, you know, you're going to be expected to do some stuff when you might want to go fish, you know, uh, like the Lake St. Clair tournament or or something like that. You know, you may miss some of those events because, you know, those companies want you to be somewhere doing something for them. 
Um, so that's the thing. It, it's kind of like a job, you know. I know for me specifically, like I'm, I'm kind of the same as Jay when it comes to Elysian Rods. Um, you know, we're supposed to promote the brand. Uh, we're required to, you know, share a post and hashtag Elysian, you know, uh, a certain time, a uh, couple times a month, um, you know promote the brands when we're at fishing tournaments tell guys about the rods things like that um you know try to drive their business again it's almost like jay said like a sales position you're an extension of their sales team um in 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 result of that you're getting you know either a payment by a discount uh you know free product and then when you work up to the sponsorship level, you know, you're getting you're getting the Benjamins deposited in your bank account. So it, it's all different. All companies are different. Um, but I mean, definitely the questions you're asking are good questions to to ask. But uh, like I said, you know, go check out that podcast I put out. I mean, I'm not trying to drive you there, but I'm just telling you to go check it out because I cover a lot of this info on there. Um, and I think it'll help you cause there's a, there's a big thing going on right now where a lot of guys just apply to a team to have that quote unquote pro staff name. And yep. once they get that, they don't do anything to promote those brands. And then the brands drop them and they're like, well, what the heck, man? You know, like, you know, mm-hmm. uh, so that's a big thing. You gotta, you know, be professional, treat it as a job and, uh, you know, be prepared to maybe possibly make some sacrifices depending on where you end up and what the company wants from you. Um, but it, it, it's going to vary for sure. So hopefully that helps. Yeah. And I'll, it, in addition to that too, uh, Justin, I would say like partner with your local, um, you know, your local kayak shop, uh, you know, and, you know, just help like offer to help them, uh, don't expect any compensation or anything, but it, it's basically going to be one of your roles anyway, moving forward. Um, Cause like, you know, so Brian's with Rocktown um, officially, but I, I'm not, but I also help Rocktown whenever they ask um, mainly because I don't really, I'm totally down with it. And I help on demo days too. Right. And that's really what I'm hearing towards is when they have a demo day, just tell them like, Hey man, you know, when you guys have a demo day, like I'll, I'll be glad to help you. And they enjoy that help. But that is definitely one of your roles um, that you'll have, you know, that you'll, you know, not be expected, but you will be asked from time to time to go assist when those. That's how uh, we got hooked up, Jay. Yeah. 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 I will say last. Yeah. I mean, last, last Sunday, uh, I went down to Rocktown, got their red head open. Uh, I was going down there to talk to Travis about some business they got slammed. I was there for three hours helping customers, uh, you know, helping sell boats, things like that. And, you know, the guys at your paddle shop are going to recognize that like, Hey, this guy loves his sport. Um, he's helping us out down here. So then in return, what they do is all, all these shops, they talk to the boat manufacturers, the product manufacturers, things like that. Um, cause I know, uh, uh, the owner and uh, my man Travis down at Rocktown have both talked to the Bonafide rep, not to bring up Bonafide again, but they're like, hey, you guys should check this guy out. You know, he's down here. He's always promoting your product. Uh, he's always pushing 
pushing your brands. Although I will say I sold two new canoe frontier 12s last week. No offense, bonafide, but, uh, you know, good boy. It, it's, it's one of those things, you know, and, and you got to have an open mind going into it, but yeah, that's the biggest thing. And that's how, like Scott said, we got hooked up with, with Rocktown is, you know, we were going down there, we're talking with them, hanging out, uh, helping their customers, um, promoting their brands, you know, even before the whole deal came about with Rocktown, we mentioned them several times on this podcast and, you know, that in return helps them out. Um, you know, since, since the podcast has started, I mean, there's been several customers that, um, have came to them from this podcast and Jacob just, uh, met us up there, uh, a week or two ago, you know, bought a few accessories and whatever. And, you know, he was like, you know, these guys told me about them. I wanted to come down here and a meet up with them, but B I wanted to pick up a, a few pieces of gear for my boat going into this next season. You know, so they see that and, you know, again, it's just, you know, helping drive their sales force. Um, and that's, that's what gets your foot in the door. So, I mean, like Jay said, you know, the best suggestion um, that, that I can make is, yeah, go hang out at your paddle shop, get to know a guy in there, you know, become friends with him, start talking to him, be like, hey, this is what I'm doing. You know, I'm fishing all these tournaments, this and that. You guys got a demo day coming up? Can I help you with it? Like, uh, you know, especially if they're ca- uh, carrying the Jackson line and that's a team you want to get on, you know, they're going to start talking and all these manufacturers talk. And, you know, me and Jay have talked about this several times uh, between ourselves. But, you know, like with Jay, when he got on to Jackson, that opened up the doors to many other companies that are are either A, parent companies with Jackson or uh, other companies that are linked with them. So, you know, if, if you want to, you know, definitely go after something like that, I, I think that's the best advice. Go down to the paddle shop, hang out, help people out. You know, it sucks. Yeah. You're, you're wasting a couple hours of your time, but eventually that's going to catch up and the payoff is going to be worth it, worth the sacrifice. So well, and I, and if I can interject, I wouldn't even say, um, so much that, you know, well, let's just put it, put this out there. Like those um, kayak shops, like you can get on their team too. Sure. Like, I mean, basically yeah. that would probably yeah. boil down to a percentage off. So that's also an avenue yeah. um, you could explore. Um, but again, if you donate your time, it, it will go a long way. You know, and if you are a genuine person and you believe in the products, and, and here's the thing too, don't just get stuck on, one product like when at like so i may be at rocktown like i'll be at the chicago fishing expo show um with brian but i'm not just going to be pushing jackson i mean of course i'm there representing jackson but if you ask me about a bonafide i'm going to tell you about a bonafide if you ask me about new canoe i'm going to tell you about new canoe so that's also something you need to strive as well um you know because first and foremost you're there for the shop you know so however you can drive sales because you're you as a per- believe it or not, I mean, a product's a product, and they're all good kayaks. I mean, all those kayaks that are out there, they're all very good. But who's gonna, you know, what's gonna sell the product is you. Yeah. Like, if people like you, you're gonna sell that product. You know, so that's another thing too. Everything you do from this point, if you're considering that, that is what you should be, um, you know, focusing on is yourself and how you are. It just as as a person. 
you know, and just come across like you would, you know, as anybody else, you know, I mean, you know, with anybody you meet, that's what people are going to be attracted to. And that's, what's going to help you um, get on teams. It's going to help you just in general in life, of course, but you're going to make a lot of friends, like a ton of friends. I mean, I cannot tell you how many friends I have now um, okay. in the kayak community. And it's, and it's awesome because we're all so willing. I mean, you know, I mean, I got one of my team members in Australia, and I'm waiting. He was supposed to come out last year, but I'm hoping he comes out this year. Dude, I'm like, come to my house, man. Stay over here. And you'll get a lot of that, too, from all of this. But, yeah, I mean, just be yourself. You know, put yourself out there. And, you know, you'll, you know, it, the more time you put into it, the more you're going to get from it. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Any other questions, oh, Justin? Oh, sorry, man. I didn't mean to cut you off. Go ahead. Oh, no, you're fine. Um yeah, I had one more in regards to KBF questions. You guys ever compete KBF before? Yep. Yes. Okay. Have you qualified for like the national championship and all that good stuff? Yeah, I did uh, the national championship this past year for the hundred. I'm just curious how many trail events you actually participated in, or how you placed. Seems to me like I see a lot of awful lot of people, especially even around here, out of Columbus area or Cincinnati. Um, they'll qualify and I, I don't contact them or anything or nor have I mm-hmm. talked to them ever before, but I'm just curious, uh, is it, it's primarily just putting in enough time to participate that eventually you rack up enough points to qualify or is it take some more serious well, dedication? Uh, okay. So I mean, they changed up the rules this year of how, um, well, from even from last year, from 2000, uh, 2017 to 18, and I haven't read everything about 19 yet, but um, there was – I got in through the online tournament. Okay. Uh, and I didn't – I fished, I think, one of the live – one of the live tournaments, but I fished it through not a KBF trail event per se, but it was through one of the other kayak series um, in the area. Because like out here, yeah, we've got, and that's usually where the KBF, that's what they'll do is they'll partner with a lot of these um, like local uh, series to you and they still have their trail events and then they have their own online events and the rules are all different depending on what the year is and how they're doing it. Um, But you'll have to do a little research as far as that goes, but those are some of the avenues to get to the national championship to be able to fish against the best of the best. Yeah. So you mean you only participated in one of their actual trail events, and then how many online tournaments did you do? Oh, I did quite a few. Um, like more than 10? Uh, I mean, I'd probably say easily 10, you know, easily. Okay. And, again, I, see, I was in the KBL at the time, so a lot of their events um, – coincided with that well i wouldn't say a lot but a few of them did uh the great lake series out here also like they have specific events like this year we've got the madison chain one which is a kbf uh sponsored trail event so we'll that'll be a doorway in to the national championship for next well it's for this year but they always follow the next year yeah i believe go ahead man Oh, I was, I gonna was just s- going to say, two of the trails that I'm participating in this year, what they have in common is there's two KBF events. And I'm just curious. Of course, I'm going to participate in them because I want the experience and all. But 
as far as mm-hmm. getting some points racked up or uh, how far could that get me just participating in those two and doing nothing else probably not not very far yeah so what well, I what I was gonna well, say is for for this new season um, what they're doing is the online events in the trail series are are separate entities as far as angler of the year points go. And they're taking X amount, and I don't know the numbers off the top of my head, X amount of people that are in the top, you know, 50 or whatever per um, trail series. So in for Angler of the Year, at least, um, you have to fish. They're going to take the best three of your finishes in the five trace trail series events to calculate your angler of the year points and then they're going to take the top however many people of each trail series and send them to the national championship and then i believe it goes the same way for the online state events i think they're going to separate it by state and and uh the angler of the year points and again it'll be like the top 50 or 100 and then they're going to send those guys to the thing now, if your club series, like the KBL, is partnered up with KBF. So what they do is uh, KBF allows the KBL to send X amount of number of guys to the KBF uh, National Championship. Like our previous guest, Dusty Yacker, uh, won Angler of the Year in KBL. So that was his way to qualify for the national championship. He he may have qualified in other ways, like like online events, something like that. So that's something to look into. What I would recommend doing, um, because I think you cannot um, take like because the two tournaments you talked about fishing, those are two separate trail events. You can't combine yep. those two uh, to accumulate your angler of the year points. They have to be three tournaments in that specific trail series from what i understand what i would do is go to the kbf page if you're a kbf member go to the members page and message them and say hey like this is one of my goals this is what i want to do um what do i have to do to make it to the national championship and they'll tell you and i think they even posted it uh on the actual website some of it is hard to navigate through and find that info, but uh, my recommendation would be to to just message them. Uh, they've been super friendly and very responsive. Um, I know they won't respond over the weekend, but that would be my suggestion to you is just message them, tell them, hey, I'm on the border, I'm looking at doing this, uh, you know, wh- what do I need to do to make it to the big show, so to speak, and they'll point you in the right direction. Mm-hmm. Okay, because yeah, again, it's it's not something that's going to be a goal for this year, um, but I'm looking at some of these, like the northeastern region. Uh, region, correct me if I'm wrong, but it seems like most of these tournaments uh, in the trail are pretty spread out. Yeah, Central's got it mm-hmm. the worst, and that's where I'm at. And I think yeah. I mentioned it on the last podcast with me and Scott that you know I'm f- I'm I'm skipping the first one in Kansas just because. Kansas. Yeah, the risk versus reward uh, just isn't there. I mean, that tournament alone would cost me, uh, I think it's like 850 bucks just to get there, fish, and get back home. Um, you know, and the payout structure, but, 
they got set payout structures this year. So, um, basically what I did was just pick the two that are the, those two are not that far away from me. The St. Clair's four hours away from me and East and West Harbor is just three hours away from me. But sure. If I mean, Kansas, I'm not even going to consider that's 11 hours away from me. Right. And chain seven hours away from me. Yeah. Um, I don't even know it's to be announced for Iowa and Missouri seven hours away from me. And then Northeastern regions even further because you go up to, into New York and right. Maryland. And... Yeah. You're not the only one, man. I mean, there's a lot of guys. I mean, I will say that the Northeast region is kind of closer together than what the central is, but it's still spread out. Don't get me wrong. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, um, it, it's rough. So, but uh, I mean that's fine. There's quite a bit of other opportunities, uh, at least where I'm located at. Southern Indiana has got a got a schedule. I think it's kayakanglers.com. They their organization. They added a northeastern Ohio chapter this year. So, I mean, plenty of other opportunities to get involved, participate. So, gotcha. Yeah, and like. Each one of these clubs is going to have different requirements. So, like where, you know, where you've got a club where the, you know, you'll get a spot in the KBF if you, you know, you end up being in, you know, the top three in the championship, you know, like, you know, top three places or some clubs, uh, you'll like, it'll be one tournament from their side and the top one or two people get a, get a ticket. You know what I mean? So, just do the research on the clubs and the series that are around you and see what works best for you. Okay. Perfect. Right on. Yeah. That's really all I had for questions. I appreciate the info. Yeah. No problem, man. Yeah. No problem at all. So, uh, Todd, any questions, comments, anything, my man? <sighs> Not right off the top of my head. I just more than anything, appreciate you guys doing this podcast. No, nah, we appreciate you, man. We appreciate the listeners. I mean, that's that's what keeps us going. Um, you know, uh, that's that's a big thing. So, and I know, uh, I think you you were probably the first listener that ever contacted us. So we call you our OG groupie. If that's all right with you. <laughs> and I feel I, privileged now. Yeah, and uh, and. Uh, yeah, Jacob. Uh, Jacob's number two. Sorry, bro. But uh, <laughs> nice. Yeah, but uh, yeah. How about uh, how about you, Mister Randall? Uh, no, I'm good. I, I would just offer to everybody if you guys get any questions about anything, um, you know, keep me on your speed dial and you know ask away. Especially you, Justin. Um, you know. We'd be glad. I'd be glad to, you know, point in the right direction or give you some insight to the inside. Do you, uh, do you answer messages on Instagram? Because I know I already follow you just naturally. Yeah. The past of. Okay. Yeah, Jay. Jay will get. Yeah, back yeah. To I'll you. answer anything. You know. Um. Yeah. Just shoot me a, you know, a message from any uh, standpoint, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, and you got my email now too. So, but yep. uh, yeah, any of you guys, you know, um, you know, it's cool to. Like, you know, to Brian's point, you know, it's cool to hear everybody's stories from around the country, you know, because we're all doing something different. We all got different goals. Um, and it's, you know, it's refreshing. And that's really what this is about. You know, yeah. it's bringing everybody together um, and enjoying everybody, you know, as an individual 
and you know the respect that comes from that um you know and i'm a big proponent of it too man just grow the network yep. reach out to everybody and grow the community know, the kind of stuff that brings people in yeah definitely i mean it's all about information and just being we're all regular guys we really are right. i mean so you know none of us are i mean any one of us can have the best day you know so i mean you know we all get our shot you know so i mean i, I don't know it's I don't know. That's one of the things I take from it is that, you know, we're all at the same level as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. And I'm always glad to extend that hand. And and it's the same way here, you know, like at Paddle and Finn, man, it, it I, I can't even begin to describe the overwhelming response that we've received from episode one till current day. You know, uh, I've obviously uh, made quite a few friends uh jay being one of them you know i talk to jacob all the time eric uh, eric from hammered reaches out to us talking about baits and and things like that and you know it's just it's so cool we all work together we all got the same goal in mind just to get out catch some fish enjoy the outdoors uh anybody that's approached us with a question uh we try to get a response back to you right away and and not only that but just give you a good info or insight or share our experience with something i mean that's that's a big thing and uh, i think that's what helps everybody grow in the sport you know and and better themselves at fishing or kayaking or whatever it may be so um those of you listening at home that you know uh may not have gotten on this podcast or you know, first off, I want to say thank you to all you guys. Um, you know, it, I would say probably all of you, uh, were like, I don't know, I'm a little nervous about this, you know, and that's the thing. Jay, the first time we were approached him and we're like, Hey, you want to do this podcast? He was like, I don't know. I'm, I'm like kind of nervous. I don't know what to say, you know, but, uh, <laughs> so it takes, it takes a lot of courage to step up, you know, obviously, yeah, we're all listening to this now in real time, but you know, this gets edited and put out there. And, you know, it was the same thing with me and Scott, like from episode one, we were super nervous and, you know, afraid to put that out there. And yeah, sometimes don't get me wrong. Like I've said some wrong stuff on this podcast and I always try to go back and correct it because I don't want to put the wrong information out there. But, um, you know, it's super cool that we can all come together, sit down like this and, uh, you know, have a chat, uh, hopefully, some of us have gained either some inspiration, some information, uh, something that we can carry on to next year. You know, we all got similar goals, but we all have some different ones. And I think that's, uh, that's cool that we can all talk about it and uh, kind of help share our experiences and point each other in the right direction, so to speak. So, um, yeah, super cool. Uh, I'm glad that, that this worked out. And, uh Again, guys, I can't thank you guys enough for uh, jumping on here to uh, to uh, join and partake in this. And uh, we definitely want to do another one of these down the road and, you know, get get some more perspectives and gain some people, you know, from other difference of the different parts of the region or country, so to speak, that uh, we haven't talked to yet. So uh, definitely look forward to it. But, uh, yeah. Uh, anybody else got anything to add? Want to say anything uh, before I do announcements and close this thing out? I just want to extend the invitation. If anybody's here in the South, 
that wants to come fish one day, I mean, holler at me. I don't care to go fishing with that people I don't know. Hey, I'm yeah, coming to know, Tennessee it, it, right now. I'm hooking up the trailer as we speak. Hey, whenever you're down this way, I know you guys are up north and fish a lot of tournaments up there, but if you're ever down here fishing a tournament and have extra time and just want to kill three or four hours out on the river or the lake, holler at me. Sweet. That's awesome. And the same thing goes for us here, too. Uh, we're always looking to fish with new people. Um, I know uh, me and Jake have been talking about uh, – going and floating a river um you know if anybody's up here in the north and uh wants to get out with the boys from paddle and finn we're always down to fish so yeah definitely and uh justin justin i will say if uh if you're going to st Clair, man let's meet up uh i'll probably be solo on that that one um okay so i got an extra bed in the trailer if you need a place to crash while you're up there hit me up perfect so we'll do we'll do yeah right on man so yeah uh anybody else anything nah perfect all right guys so as always uh follow along at paddleandfin.com at paddleandfin on facebook and instagram uh like i said i just posted uh, a blog about uh, doing more content and stuff you can see that under brian's blog at paddleandfin.com and uh yeah i think this is a wrap and uh scott had to jump off the call so uh on his behalf uh thanks everyone and uh we got uh, a gentleman by the name of spencer jones coming on the next podcast and uh he uh he wrote a book uh called Jones in for a kayaking adventure uh super cool great info in there looking forward to him he's a super positive dude i know uh jay has fished with him previously and uh yeah uh we'll kind of go from there but uh until next time guys tight lines and smooth paddling <laughs>